Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Coffee Run Live. I am your host for today, the wonderful, of course, Nicola Morass. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As you are coming on, either live or listening to the replay, please let me know that you can hear me. And of course, what I would love once you have listened to this, heard all of this, done all the things, let me know what has been helpful. Let me know what you've taken away from it. Let me know all of the things, please and thank you. Because what it does, if you think about what, how you show up for your audience and all that kind of stuff, the thing that helps me to help you more is knowing the stuff that works, right? All the stuff that you want to know and the stuff that you want to learn, all the stuff that you want to hear. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? Happy Tuesday. I'm highly caffeinated. I'm just going to warn you, I'm highly caffeinated today. So I will do my utmost to speak slowly and succinctly. So what I wanted to actually chat with you about today is storytelling. Now, we all know that stories work, right? We know that one of the best ways that we can learn is by hearing stories, hearing examples, hearing explanations, listening to metaphors, and, and things like that. And I think that this is something that is often uh, overlooked, I guess. Hey, Chris, how are you? Happy Tuesday. Good, great to see you. We know that one of the best things that, that people can do is to feel like you understand them, right? So your audience needs to feel like you get them. Your audience needs to feel like, oh yeah, like it's not just me. I I totally hear that that somebody else has been going through this or, you know, think things like that. If we think about it, many people, there's there's a, a few different types of people, right, out there. Hi Svetlana, great to see you. A few a few different types of people, and there are people who Actually, there's a, a probably not even a quarter of the people, but maybe like 25, oh, 20% of people, maybe 15% of people don't actually really give a flying shit about the story. <laughs> now, they are the people who are just very driven by winning success. They like really short, sharp, succinct stories, but they make up a really small portion of the population. Now, just in terms of general overall content, if you've got things going on out there that are, this is what you need to do, this is how you're going to win, this is how you're going to succeed, bang, 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 they are happy. But actually, there are like the other 85% or the other 80% of people really need to know and really need to hear that they are not the first people known to man, who are going through whatever it is that they're going through, right? They also need to hear and understand and know that you were not uh, born fully formed as you are right now, and that, in fact, you've been able to help other people or you use these strategies. Hi, Damien, how are you going? Being able to use these strategies yourself to overcome something or, or work through something or achieving a, achieve a certain result that your audience is going through, right? So but the thing we know is that stories work. It is the way that if we look back over over millennia, the the, the you know the um, the folk tales that get handed down through generations, the recipes that get handed down through generations, the stories are the thing that help us feel really connected, right? It's the things that help us to 
feel like we belong and things like that. So I guess the things that we want to think about in a, a marketing perspective, because the reason we're telling stories at the bottom line is to market ourselves, right? Let's, you know, we're all in business. Yes. Yes. We're all in business. We all have to make money. We all have to get clients. We all have to have a way of converting. So, you know, yes, telling stories is a, hey, Julia, how are you? Telling stories is a way of you being able to make sales, right? Let's not dance around that little chestnut there. I know that some people are like, oh, but you know, I just want to get out there and serve. Yeah, that's great. And, and I get it and, I'm, and me too. But at the end of the day, the way that you are going to grow and build a business, the way that you are going to be profitable, the way that you are going to make money is by getting more clients. And one of the ways of getting more clients is by telling stories, right? Because it demonstrates your knowledge, it demonstrates your experience, it demonstrates all of these um, all of these elements that people need to see, hear, observe, and and connect with. All right. So let's have a look at the difference. I guess like the different types of stories that you might like to tell. Now, the first type of story, or the first thing, the first reason that we want to tell stories is to create rapport. Now, you all know when you're in rapport with someone in person. So if you and I are sitting having coffee, like I've been sitting with uh, some friends of mine, previous clients or current clients of mine, and we've been sitting having coffee this morning and we were just kind of like jamming, we're going back and forth and like we're leaning in and you know that we're leaning out. And as we, as one person went, and I was, I was observing this, as one person leaned in, the rest of us leaned in and it was really kind of, it was kind of cute. That's a signal of rapport. Okay. Now, the way that we build rapport in person is often by matching and mirroring. Now, I can't see you on the other side of the screen. I know that you can very clearly see me. I'm, I'm sitting up close and personal. And one of the things that happens is as I'm talking, and if I kind of like lean in a little bit more, some of you will kind of go, ah, what was that? And you might lean in a little bit more, or you might be sitting there nodding, going, yeah, yeah, I, I've had this experience. So here's the thing that happens with rapport. As I'm telling a bit of a story or giving you an example, what your brain does is it goes back through your memories and back through your experiences of when you were either in that situation or where you, you might forward project to when you might be in that situation. So if I'm talking about when I'm delivering a training and you know this, this really cool thing that happens when you're in great rapport with someone, they can almost preempt what you're saying before you say it, right? This happens like with my husband and all, husband and I all the time. I'll be saying something and then I can stop talking and then he'll finish my sentence for me or with clients, I'll, I'll be saying something and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they'll finish their sentences. You guys have had that, right? Yes. Now I'm sure some of you are sitting there going like, yes, actually. And you might be nodding your head. Yeah. Or you might be leaning in or you're connecting the dots to previous experiences that you've had where you've been in rapport with someone. 
One of a really cool uh, experiment that you can do if you want to have a bit of a play with this in person is sitting across from, do it with your kids because they kind of, or um, your partner or whatever, but I think doing it with your kids is really kind of fun because you can be sitting across the table from them. You can practice this at dinner time or at, you know, maybe after dinner when you're sitting and, and you're having a chat around the table sit there and start talking and just kind of like lean in and go, hmm, yeah, so tell me, tell me what happened in this thing today and see if they kind of lean in and mirror your body language. So mirroring body language is a really great way of being able to build rapport. Stories is another way of being able to build and create rapport online, particularly because I can't see you. So I've got to imagine that you're that you're with me, right? That that you're as we're as we're progressing through this live stream, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm holding your hand and we're we're moving along. Hi Penny, we're moving along as as the stories are being told and as the content's being delivered. So building rapport is a really great way. Shared experiences shared history, even if we haven't been in the same situation, or a shared projected future is a great way of being able to create rapport. Another type of story, or I guess like a, a, the, one of the purposes of telling another story might be around entertaining. You know, I think this is one of the, the most overlooked and probably underused type storytelling method, I guess, in, in marketing is the entertaining stuff. And what I think about with this, it's like you don't always have to be uh, telling stories that relate directly into your business content, right? You might tell a story about something that just freaking hilarious happened uh, when you're down at kids sport on the weekend or when you were running an event or something ridiculous that happened that, that just made it, you know, made you laugh your butt off, like whatever it might be. So entertaining stories are often underused and therefore there's a really awesome, I guess, like kind of hole or gap in the market for you to be able to tell some entertaining stories in, in the midst of everything else that you're doing. There's two other main types of stories. So there's four main types of story purposes that I wanted to talk to you about today. And the third one is telling stories that help overcome objections. Now, we pre-framed all of this live stream today with the fact that you have to make money, the fact that you have to get clients, and the fact that you have to be marketing yourself, right? Now, we all know that there are people out there who need your stuff, right? Everyone, there are all, every single person who is listening to this live stream, whether you're listening to it live, whether you're listening to the replay, whether you're catching up on the Cliffs Notes, whatever it happens to be, you all need to get clients. Otherwise, you don't have a business, right? You have a hobby or a, <laughs> even charities make money. Uh, but if you, if you don't have clients, then you, then you don't have a business. So what we need to do is, is put our minds for a moment in terms of our storytelling before we start telling stories. This is the third type of storytelling for those of you who are just dropping in live now. The third type of reason that we would tell a story is to help overcome an objection. Now, typically, there are probably a big four, big five number of objections out there. We've got, I don't have the money, or I don't have the time, or the timing's not right, or I need to go check with my husband or my partner. Hey, Brad, how you doing? 
And the other one is like, I don't know that this, like, I don't trust you yet, right? So they're the five main types of objections. Money, time, timing, husband, don't trust you. So when you're telling stories, if you've got those five objections in mind, one of the stories that, you know, don't try and address all of those objections in one story because it could just be very overwhelming, but think about a story that you could tell that would help someone kind of go, oh yeah, I can see how, like I can really trust you now. Or there was this time, like one of the stories I might tell around, um, oh, I've got to check with my husband or my partner. That's actually a deferral objection, just as a uh, as, as an FYI. If, I, if, if I'm talking to someone and I say, oh, look, this sounds really good. Look, I've just got to go and talk to my husband. Normally, normally, and generally speaking, there's always exceptions, but generally speaking, the reason that someone would say, I've got to go chat to my partner or my business partner or my husband or my wife or whoever is because they're trying to buy time. And usually they're trying to buy time so that they can process whatever it is that's going on in their head, answer any other questions that comes up. But at the end of the day, the, the underlying objection there is that they, maybe they're not quite sold on why you or why your product or why your service just yet. So one of the stories that I might tell around overcoming that particular objection is a time in my life and time in my business where I've actually used that exact objection. So for you, what I want you to think about is think of a time where you have used that, oh, I need to go talk to my partner, or I need to get my husband involved in this decision, or I need to get my wife involved in this decision, or whatever, it, whoever it is that you've got in your world. And think about a time where you use that excuse, basically. Like an objection is another reason for, or another way of thinking or reframing an excuse for not buying just yet. Now, I know for me, there was a time in, in actually in 2011, where I used the, oh, I've got to go talk to my husband. I used the reason to not buy a particular thing at that time with, I've got to go talk to my husband. Now, at the time, I'd been in my business for about 12 months, not making huge amounts of money, making some money, but not like, I don't know, maybe a couple of grand a month. Like it wasn't much at all. And I was really struggling and I knew I needed a mentor. I knew I needed help. And I'd used all of our savings to kind of bolster us and, and to get along and, and, and keep tracking along. And what had happened was like, I'm like, I can't, I just, I can't freaking do this on my own anymore. And I found this woman, she just, she, she popped up in my Facebook newsfeed and I'm like, oh, she's, it's kind of cool. Like I'll, I'll, you know, just have a look at her, see what she's up to, what she's doing. She was talking about, um, talking about marketing or coaching or something or another. And I was like, oh, I'll just see, I'll just follow her for a little bit. And so I was following her and looking at her free stuff, you know, the same thing that we still do exactly to this day. And one of the things that I did, I ended up in a conversation with her and she said, oh, look, I can, I can help you. I've got this 12 month program and it's a thousand dollars a month. And I'm like, oh my God, that is a ridiculous amount of money. I, I'm, I barely am making, you know, a couple of grand a month as it is. I understand the need, like logically, I understood the need that I had to invest in order to make money. I knew I needed help. But literally, if I'd committed to her at that exact moment in time on, on that call, I felt like if I committed to her, I would be taking money out of the household and I wanted my husband's backing. That's actually really what I wanted. And I was 
fucking scared of saying yes. That's actually the main reason, right? I was really scared of saying yes, not because of what I thought Dom might say. I was scared of saying yes because then I knew that I'd have, I'd ha- I would have to go all in. And then that whole fear of what if it doesn't work? What if it does work? You know, all of that stuff started playing out. And so for me, I said to her, look, uh, let me go talk to my husband and I'll talk to you about it. You know, give me a call back. And she said, all right, I'll call you tomorrow. And I've got, her name was Amber. And I've gone, okay, cool, no drama at all. That's fine. And then she tried to call me back the next day and I didn't answer the phone because I was really scared. I hadn't spoken to Dom about it that night because I was really scared. And I, and I wasn't sure back then, I didn't know how to bring it up because I was so worried and petrified of things not working and using all my money and, you know, blah, 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 all of this type of stuff. So at the end of the day, uh, she rang me back that next day. I didn't answer the phone. She left a message. She called me back the next day. I didn't answer the phone. And then she called me back the day after. And I've, I've answered it because she called me on a private number. She was really tricky. And uh, I've gone, oh, hi, how are you? And uh, she said, oh, it's Amber. How are you? I'm like, yeah, baby. So she said, oh, look, so how did you go with Tom? Like, did you, did you have the conversation? And I said, uh, no. And she said, oh, okay, um, you know, what's going on? And I said, look, I'm just, I'm actually, you know, I said, look, I really, I need to level with you. I'm really scared. I'm really scared of this not working. I'm really scared of this working. I'm really scared that he's going to say no and then I'm fucked. Um, I'm really scared that he's going to say yes and then I'm all in. And she said, well, you need to talk to him about this because, you know, then we had a whole conversation and I've gone, all right, cool. I will commit to talking to him tonight and call me back tomorrow. I promise I'll answer the phone and we'll go from there. And so we got off that call and I got done home early that, that, that night and we actually had a chat and I said, look, this is the thing. This is what she's talking about. This is what I think I can do. And Dom, you know, he is, sometimes I, I underestimate um, his faith in me, right? And he turned around and he said, Nick, if this is, if you really feel like this is what you need to do, then, you know, then let's do it. And I'm like, he could have knocked me over with a feather. I was floored because I expected him to say no. Like we had a thousand dollars. We had literally a thousand dollars in the bank. Sorry, thousand dollars available on a credit card and $300 in the bank. So I'm like, okay, you, you, you said yes. Uh, how do we make all of this work? And like we, talk, I talked to my parents, and we talked to his parents, and looked at a way that we could, that I could basically borrow the money uh, and pay a thousand dollars a month. Like my parents would pay a grand a month, his parents would pay a grand a month, and then at the worst case scenario, I'd owe them all of this money <laughs> at the end of the year, and and that was a really scary situation to be in as well, actually. But basically, he said, look, if this is what you need to do, then, you know, let, let's do it. Go for it. You know, I, I believe in you. Let's go make that happen. I've got fuck, okay. And then what I want you to hear, then because he'd said, yeah, you've got this, then I've gone, oh, my God. <laughs> now the decision's all on me because I was totally prepared to blame him for saying no, right? And so get out of making my own choices and get out of making my own decisions. Oh, Dom said, no, I can't do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that didn't happen. So the choice then landed fully on me. And so when she rang me the next day, she said, oh, so how did you go? And I've gone, oh, my God, I'm, I want to vomit. Uh, he said yes. She said, okay, so what are you going to do? And I've gone, well, 
I, I have to say yes. Like, let's, let's go. Let's do this. You know, meanwhile, I'm, you know, vomiting in my mouth. I'm almost literally really scared. And I had to put my money where my mouth was. But what was really interesting and the reason I tell this particular story is because the, the objection that I gave her, which was half legitimate, right? I, I did need Dom's backing, but it's only half legitimate because the reason that I said, look, I need to talk to my husband was really at the, at the end of the day, I was so scared about saying yes. I was so scared about uh, like saying no. I was so scared that things wouldn't work. I was so scared that I would have to go back and get a job. I was petrified of, of everything. I was like this little scared person, although not really little scared, little yes, and scared. But just so, um, I really wanted to make it work, right? I really, really wanted to make this business work and I couldn't work out how to make it on my own. So I knew I needed help. So I use this story, hey Joe. I, I tell this story, uh, like not, not a lot, but I talk about this because it's a, I, I totally um, would have, if Dom had said no, I would have gone, oh, look, sorry, my husband said no, which would have meant that I didn't have to make and own my own choices and my own decisions. So when you're telling your stories, think about a time where you've used, oh, I don't have the money, but you maybe have, you know, most people when they say, oh, look, I don't have the money, it's just that they're choosing not to allocate the money to whatever it is that you're talking about. Most people have access to resources in some way, shape or form. Most people, not everybody, but most people have access to financial resources for the things that they really, really want or the things that they really, really need. So if you can think about those five main objections and if you can think of a time where you have used those reasons or those objections for not buying, then you can then tell a story that can help other people who have been in a similar situation go, oh, okay, so they've been in a similar situation to me and this is what they did to overcome this. Maybe I can overcome it as well. It also goes to show that, you know what, for me personally, yeah, my, my business is great. Yeah, we make a bit of money. Yeah, we do really well. Yeah, I've been in this for a really long time. But I have been in that position where I've had no fucking money, where I've had no support, where everything feels like it's going wrong, and, and I've had to take a leap of faith. I did not, we, we do not have, when I started this business, I did not have financial resources, endless financial resources and still don't endless financial resources to draw upon. Like this is literally a make or break. If I didn't make this business work, I had to go back and get a job. I, I, there was no way known to man that I didn't have to make money. And, and I guess like if I can, if I can create or show you and, and talk to you, not just you, you, but like the general public you, um, if I can talk to you guys about the fact that, you know what, I get it. When you when people say, oh, look, I'm really scared about this not working and, and I don't have all the, the financial resources, you know what, I fucking get it. I, I didn't come with a trust fund. I didn't come with a whole bunch of money. I haven't got endless financial resources to spend and build and, and invest in, in building this business. You know, we've done it really tough over the years. We've also done really, really well. So that also helps if you think about it yeah, the third type of storytelling is to help overcome objections, but it also helps to show that 
you know, that, that you understand people. It helps to create rapport. It helps them to see that you actually, that you give a shit, that you care, that you've been in a similar situation or you've helped somebody else in a similar situation get beyond wherever it is that they are at. So that's the third type of storytelling. The fourth type of storytelling is helping to demonstrate experience. So this might be where you say, you know what, uh, over the last 10, 11 years, this is what I've been doing. Over the last three years, this is how I've been helping people. So think about stories, <coughs> excuse me, that you can tell, <coughs> excuse me, that you can tell or that you can share that helps to demonstrate experience. For example, I was asked the other day at roller skating how long I'd been skating for. And I said, oh, look, you know, I've, um, cause it, like people who have been roller skating for a little while, like we can make it look really easy because we've done the 10,000 of hours of 10,000 hours of practice or whatever, you know, it happens to be for it to feel really natural. And 10,000 hours is not how long it takes to feel natural, but you know what I mean? However long it's taken. And one of the things that I said, oh, look, you know, when I started skating in, in 2013, skated for a few years, took a couple of years off and then came back in and have been playing competitively in the last couple of years, except not last year because COVID. Uh, so the different stories that we tell is to share, look, you know what? There was a time where I was really brand new. Yep, you know what? I hadn't skated since I was 15 years old and that was just my 15th, my 15th birthday party rolling around a roller skating rink in Adelaide for a couple of hours. You know, I hadn't roller skated for years. So demonstrating experience through a storytelling would be, you know what? I, I get it. You might feel like a newborn giraffe the first time that you put roller skates on. But you know what? With, with consistency and practice, it doesn't take that long. And then other people will be looking at you going, oh my gosh, you know, how long have you been skating for? You look really awesome. So the fourth type of storytelling is demonstrating experience. So the bottom line that I, I really want you guys to hear today is I want you to tell more stories because these are the things that engage, these are the things that entertain, these are the things that help people see that, you know what, this person wasn't born fully formed, you know what, this person didn't know everything, you know what, this person works with other people who weren't born fully formed, who don't know everything, and they've been able to progress forward in different types of ways. So, that's what I'm throwing down the challenge for you to do, is to tell more stories. Please, please, please. Now, of course, if you want more help with this, this is one of the things that we're doing through Contentology throughout the month of May. So if you want to build engagement, build consistency, have some accountability so that you show up and do the things that you need to do online, Contentology is the way to do that. It's $97 for the whole entire month. I will give you a content prompt and then you're going to go and put out a story or share a bit about you and share a bit about these types of things so that you can help to grow, build and engage your audience out there. Now, the other side effect of all of this is you'll probably make more sales, you'll probably get more reach and you'll probably get more clients as, as a result of it because that's what's happened in the past for people. So. You can see the link in the comments there. If you've got any questions about this, make sure you let me know. Otherwise, you know what you need to do. 
get yourselves out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it. Most of all, remember that the world is ready for your brand of awesome. You rock. I will see you tomorrow.